0: Today, June 23rd, 2022, is International Women in Engineering Day, as I am a woman in engineering and I know plenty of amazing other women in engineering. We definitely want to shout ourselves out. Um, International Women in Engineering Day is, of course, a day that celebrates all the amazing work all over the world that women engineers do. So shout out to us. You're listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple Snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monfort, a.k.a. Tech Diva.
1: Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech.
0: And welcome to the Snob OS Show the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we want to, before we pop into the show, we want to give a quick shout out to all of our Patreon supporters for allowing us to bring exclusive content. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, you can head on over to our website, snobwestcast.com, or go directly to patreon.com slash And um, get all of the details and information about our show and becoming a Patreon supporter. So with that being said, we're going to jump into the show. We're going to start with The Lowdown, where we talk all things Apple. So the M1 chip has been out um, for a couple of weeks now. Um, folks have been doing what they do when a new Apple device comes out, particularly when it comes to uh, a new uh, laptop and new chips. And so the performance tests are out there. People have done their benchmarking. And uh, Terrence put this article in the show. And basically, it's saying that the M1 Pro and Max chips are faster than the M2 chip.
1: <laughs> Bless you. Uh, yeah, Thank you. So th- the reason why I um, put this story out there is because people have asked me directly, you know, hey, they announced those new MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air at the WWDC keynote. Should I wait for those? Should I should I consider getting one of those or should I look at the last year's M1 Pro and M1 Pro Max? MacBook Pros that are 14 inch and 16 inch, because there are a lot of people who maybe want that larger screen, but they want to make sure that they're getting the best possible device. Well, since they just came out with a new device, you could make the argument that that is the better device. Right. But the reason why I put the story out there, that even though the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air that just announced it is probably available now, um, even though that has the newer M2 Chip with all the faster this and the extra this and the extra that, you still may want to consider the last year's models because the processors that are in those are just as good. And in the case of this story, maybe a little bit better based on some of the benchmarks. Again, I'm not a big specs person, but um, it looks like the. Um, the M two has a CPU performance versus power of 18% boost from the M one chip, but that's just the M one chip The M two M one pro and M one pro max, you know, those still have the um, the better is 41% faster uh, performance over the M two processor. So, Again, all that to say, you may want to keep considering those last year's models, even though they're last year, they still have the equal, if not better, overall power. And you may, you know, price, you know, comparison speaking, the 13-inch models are going to be cheaper than a 14-inch or a 16-inch. But, you know, comparatively speaking, if they come out with a 14 and a 16-inch M2, whatever the case may be, you may save you some money and have a device now versus waiting until the the 14 or 16 inch come out later in the fall.
0: Yeah. And the graphics that Apple presented could be. Um A little biased and misconstrued. While they are accurate, they did show the 18%, 18% performance boost. They only indicated the M1, not the M1 Max or mm-hmm. the M1 Pro. They right. did a one-to-one comparison of the M1 and the M2. And if you notice, it honestly, when I was reading the article, the articles from Mac, it made sense because the M2 chip as it is now is on the Air and it's on the 13 inch MacBook Pro. So, my thinking is when I was reading this, is that the Air couldn't possibly, could possibly not be able to handle the computing power of the M1 Max or the M1 Pro. And likely, if they do come out with an M2 Pro or a M2 Max, no, Max, it will right. be for the 14, 16 inch and higher machines as those would likely have the capacity to be able to handle the computing power of those larger devices. So right. that kind of that's, makes sense in the realm of, of why it is on the air and on the 13 inch MacBook
1: and that's And that's even if they come out, the M- M2 Pro and M2 Pro Max, they may not be a thing. So that's
0: speculation. So it like right. you said, it very well could even not be a thing, but it it makes sense as to why they have this M2 just as is, and they did the one-to-one comparison to the M1, because it is on the laptops that probably don't have the hardware to handle that type of computing power, especially when I think the air doesn't even have a fan. So you have to think about cooling and power dissipation and all those types of technical jargon when it comes to uh, chip power and chip um, consumption. So yep. makes sense. Makes sense. Next up, Mr. Tim Cook himself, CEO of Apple has, uh, For the first time, I think directly dangled the Apple, what they're calling Apple glasses, the mixed use AR, VR headset. He's dangled the proverbial carrot in front of the world to see. So in an interview that he was doing with the China Daily USA um, uh, media outlet, he he basically said, quote, I am incredibly excited about AR, as you may know. And the critical thing in any technology, including AR, is putting humanity at the center of it. This—that That is what we focus on every day. So this is leading people to believe that the mixed-use headset is coming down the pipeline. Many people thought, at least um, at WWDC, that we would see the, the software component of that being reality OS, which has been dubbed. We don't know if that's what it's called. That's what people are calling it. Um, And people were expecting to see that, but we didn't see anything related to the headset software or or hardware. And now he's coming out and dangling these little nuggets
1: Man, uh, to he get said, people
0: get excited about it. He,
1: he said a whole <laughs> lot of nothing. He <laughs> said all all you're supposed to get out of that statement was Tim Cook likes AR. That's just like me saying. I like to fly, but that don't mean you can say, oh, Terrence likes to jump off cliffs. No, <laughs> I just like to fly. That Tim Cook likes AR. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to now force all of Apple to create this AR VR headset.
0: Now, he did <laughs> say in a later quote, sort and it's in quotes, sort of stay tuned and you will see what we have to offer. I think that last bit is what really got people thinking. Maybe we'll see something in September. I personally think there's something in the pipeline that was part of my predictions and I'm holding fast to that because I want that win. But I also think this is a completely new piece of hardware. Again, we are still in a pandemic. I think it may not have been mentioned against the speculation purely for me. I don't know anything about the inner workings of Apple, but I am presuming they didn't want to introduce any type of software because that would just ramp everything up and have people just y- 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 yammering, yammering, yammering along. But I think because of supply chain issues, I'm thinking they're maybe they may hedging their bets to say, let's just wait and see if we can get all the parts in and get these headsets built out and ready to feasibly ship ship in a reasonable amount of time before we say anything at all about them. And I think this is, to me, is a little crack in the armor that things may be progressing more on the positive trend than what they may have originally anticipated when they were putting together the keynote for WWDC.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, it was safe to say. It's safe to say that Apple was eventually going to get into virtual reality. They're already kind of sort of playing in augmented reality with some of the tricks that they do with the devices that can support it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not heavy, you know, it's very okay. Well, let's let's kind of see what we can do with the devices that's already out there before we actually put all this R&D and development and manufacturing behind a whole product based solely on that technology. Because you've got Oculus out there which is owned by Meta, Meta. which right. But I mean, are people really like using these things? You see the you see the Instagram and you see the TikToks where people (laughs) busting their ass on these things, you know, but like and you you It's very
0: disorienting. I have one. It is very disorienting when you go into the world and you can't Uh just take them off when you're done. You have to like slowly exit because it really just takes. Is, is spatial technology. So mm-hmm. you have to put your boundaries around the area where you can, you know, where you're in the virtual world and when you're out mm-hmm. of the virtual world in your home. And so it's very, it's very disorienting uh, going in and out of, of that space. So,
1: right. But even with that, I mean, how often, well, I'll we'll ask you since you have one, I mean, do you see yourself using this thing every day as it is right now?
0: As it is right now, me personally, no, but I have nephews that Mm -hmm. have them and they play that every single day. Okay, okay. Every, it's not a day that they don't end. You know, it's not about, let me take your phone or that type of thing. It's let me take your Oculus. And then they snap to in line because they are on those things every day.
1: Okay, so um, I think in addition to supply chain and the all the other issues that were, Apple is probably having as to why we're not closer to an official statement. Um, it could just also be that the support, they want to make sure the support is in the right place, yeah. i.e. they want developers, they want businesses, they want corporations, they want these people bought into the environment so you don't get people like me saying, I'm not spending." Three, four, five hundred dollars for a headset that I can maybe use once every so often, right? It, they want they want to cap. They want to learn from the mistakes. Even though the iPhone four was an amazing hit, if you remember when the iPhone four came out, nobody was developing nothing for well, not not the iPhone four, iPhone three G. No apps. You could barely get on the website. It's All you can do. You-
0: phone call, and right.
1: text. right taking and a picture too <laughs> taking pictures making phone calls sending text messages eventually you got the app store and all the millions of billions of developers and all the money being pumped in so i'm pretty sure to take that to the AR VR headset argument i'm pretty sure they want to make sure that when they launch the apple glasses or whatever they call it it's going to be more um you better use it more versus right. getting it and then kind of Stay tuned for this and stay tuned for that. And eventually you'll be able to do this. You know, you're going to be able to say, all right, for $500, I'm just guessing that's just an arbitrary number, buy this headset and you'll have access to all these things. And they want to make sure all those things are there.
0: Yeah. And I think the use case that they've seen from Meta with Oculus is pretty much for gaming. I think from the Apple's perspective, they want their Mix use has set to be more than just for gaming because mm. you can only get a smaller population of people who are going to use that for gaming i'm mm. thinking they want experiences i.e games concerts plays i think they want to be able to expand. football games
1: basketball right. games yeah, right. yeah. concerts so events sure award shows have, yeah they have right. to make
0: sure they have buy-ins from the media companies, from the Entertainment, movies, See, yeah, all of these sports. people, they have to have buy-ins for them for their websites or their apps to be able to integrate and work with their headsets. So I personally think that's probably one of the bigger blockers other than just you know, the hardware itself. This, Apple knows how to build software. Apple knows how to build hardware. Is making sure that the product that they're going to deliver is going to be marketable to a larger consumer base. Right. So that wraps up Tim Cook's thoughts on AR VR. I included this particular story in the notes because I know how annoying it is um, when you're trying to log into something and the capture comes up and you're like sweating bullets trying to figure out (laughs) does this lane of the crosswalk, is that in there or not? And it's just like, oh God. And it's like, no, that's wrong. And you have to go and select a whole new set of videos. Well, in iOS 16, Apple has um, automatic verification, which is going to allow you to be able to, for lack of a better term, bypass this because they'll use your actual device signature as Mm -hmm. a way to authenticate that you are a person, that the device that you're pinging it from is probably in all events tied to your Apple ID your, to you. What is it? The, mm-hmm. What is it? The M-E-I? Some some kind of ID I-M-I-M-E-I.
1: number. I-M-E-I.
0: There you go, Brother Tech. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, those type of things. So that way you can just go into the settings and toggle on this private access token, uh, which is what it's called, um, which enables this whole automatic verification. Now, mm-hmm. the issue with this particular thing is, again, Apple has to have buy in from web developers, from app developers mm-hmm. to be able to build this this technology into their websites and their apps. So it'll even work. So it Apple can put this in there, turn this on, but if the other side of the equation isn't able to receive this information, then it's pretty much pointless. So that's yeah. one of the biggest, I think, yeah. things that's yeah. kind of blocking this.
1: Right. no, I don't the say blocking,
0: the... but is a, is a, is a I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but is uh, a necessary barrier. Thing to yes. Barrier is the word I was looking for. Yes.
1: So the, the st- uh, quote from the story says, unfortunately, the feature won't completely replace CAPTCHAs without the support of app and website developers. Devs need to build private access tokens into their websites or apps for automatic verification to be available. If an app or website does not, the Mac or iPhone user must go through the CAPTCHA. So that's just... What you were yeah. saying to where Apple just can't turn it on and then boom, all of a sudden, all the websites that you go to that have a captcha right. will use your device. You still, they still have to build it in, which I'm pretty sure Apple will make it as not seamless easy, as possible. seamless is Thank the right word, yeah. seamless as possible to where with a few lines of code, a website developer can put this in.
0: Well, two of the biggest cloud computing companies, uh, Cloudflare and Fastly, have signed on to this. So that is a, a huge, you know, positive trend that you do have these two big companies that are like, okay, this sounds good. We can work with this, and are you know going to take the necessary steps to to make it happen. So um, that's another thing to kind of be on the lookout for in Iowa 16, and it's one of the things of simply just going into. Your, your password and security settings, and toggling on the automatic verification section. So, so yeah. So, hopefully, um, that will make my life a lot easier so that you don't have to kind of click the, all the little boxes. Next up, air tags. Um, the last few shows, we've talked about mishaps with air tags. Whether it's people tracking people, following people for nefarious or stalking type reasons. Here is an AirTag story that is showing AirTags being used for the purpose that they they were were intended for. Right.
1: Right. So, yeah. So I put the story in because of that uh, reason and because of the developing in this story. So this guy is uh, overseas in Singapore, uh, Singapore Airlines. Um, he had some, uh, luggage that he checked, of course, the baggage carrier, uh, the name of it is Swissport. Uh, they said, Oh, we lost your luggage. You know, he's trying to call back three or four or five days. He hasn't gotten in any contact with anybody. Uh, according to the story, he has some, uh, $4,500 worth of cycling equipment. So obviously he wanted it back. He wanted it So back. he's right so he's been bugging bugging the uh, the baggage carrier the number that they said call this number um, nobody's nobody's called him back he's left messages finally he just gave up opened up his air tag his uh, find my uh, use his air tag that he put um, with the luggage and was able to track it to the airport that according to them they said they couldn't find it so it's it's the reason why I put the story in here was because I got the impression that one, they didn't care nope. <laughs> enough to even look because he t- opened up his phone, used the find my select his air tag, took him to the building or office at the airport where it was. They gladly let him in and he actually used his air tag or find my to actually walk up to his luggage to where he found the equipment. And according to the story, he said it looks like they just threw his bags in there and nobody ever goes in there anymore because there was hundreds of bags just sitting in this area. So one, it leads me to believe they really didn't care about finding his luggage. And two, they probably throw that stuff back there on purpose in the hopes that people nobody will just give up. up and they'll just use collect the insurance, you know. Call in, whatever the case may be, get some money, get some recoup, you know, recoup some something back, and then go on about the business. And then then they probably sell that luggage to somebody, and then they either turn around and flip it or whatever the case may be. So it just so happened that this guy was like, All right, I'm gonna go find my stuff. And they was like, Sure, sure, yeah, 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 you're one of the few people. That actually show up. <laughs> that went this far to actually get your stuff back. So that was one of the reasons why I put this in there. Because a good reason to use Air Tags is for check luggage when you're flying, for for um, peace of mind that you know is with you. And two, if you lose it, you can um, you can try to locate it. Of course, Air Tags works off of pinging other devices, and it ain't foolproof. But if you have that, it'll you get know, you in the
0: general vicinity.
1: And up, if where you it have, is.
0: up into a few meters, I think,
1: especially if you ain't <laughs> if you ain't trusting the airline, the baggage company, which in his case, he had every reason not to, because like I said, a sea of luggage. So they just threw that stuff in there and just if they come get it, they come get it. If they don't, they don't and to not call yeah. and not call and say, where's my luggage? Go up there and yeah. say, hey, my luggage is in there. Let me in this room. So I can find my luggage.
0: To me, it seemed as if, again, he had $4,500 worth of cycling equipment. And the article says it was slung in the corner of a general office. Mm -hmm. To me, it said someone was like, oh, this is expensive. Because if you think of cycling equipment, it's not Mm -hmm. small. It's obvious what it is. To me, someone was either into cycling and know what the, the gold mine that they had or looked it up and was like, oh, this is expensive. Let me try and mm-hmm. keep this. To me, mm-hmm. it seemed as if someone had kind of just put this over to the side mm-hmm. to come back for it at a later date. But this guy is an IT professional and an avid cyclist. He has a YouTube channel um, that reviews um, cycle accessories, technology based. It says GPS navigation and trackers or some things. He actually did a review of the tags and said it was, quote, the best bicycle tracker. So he mm. knew what he had. And again, right. being an IT professional, he knew what to look for. And again, $4,500 worth equipment, he's like, let me go and get my stuff because it's obviously there because I'm seeing it on my phone. So let me roll down to the mm-hmm. Swiss port and pick that up.
1: Right, right. Again, and of-
0: a, ten- and, and, and a prime example of AirTags being used for what air tags are supposed to be used for?
1: Right, and the fact that they let him in because if you read the story, we'll make sure to put in the show notes. He went to the office. They let him back there mm-hmm. where the luggage is. I've lost luggage before, and they make you stand out <laughs> in and the customer they- service mm-hmm. until they go back there and find your luggage. They let him in there. That led me to believe that they was like, "Look, we're gonna put this they luggage back know. here. We're gonna just throw it back here, and whoever comes and get it." We ain't tripping. Just come find it. If you don't come and find it, you loss are our game. (laughs) Go mine for
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that is going to wrap up the lowdown for this week. We're going to head on over to Second String, where we talk all other tech. We are going to kick it off with Instagram this week. Um, And this article that I found on 9to5Mac, this kind of plays into... um, one of the stories that we had in lowdown, and it actually kind of plays into for the culture a little bit. So Instagram has this um, age verification um, component to basically—I don't know if they're really trying to do this or if they're just trying to say it in, in for for CYA. Because article, yeah. yeah, because yeah. The, the article does have both of those angles. So basically, it's just a way for um, Instagram to verify users based on some uh, some imagery and they do like some face mapping type of thing to be able to say because again on instagram you have to be 13 years or older in theory to mm-hmm. open an instagram account but it's just a selecting your birthday type thing and anybody can do basic math and they can age themselves up um as needed which mm-hmm. i'm assuming kids do because they're saying that a study showed that 40 percent of the children on instagram are under 13 Mm -hmm. so they kind of have the government because i know this was a government thing there was like what are you doing to protect our kids blah 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 so yeah they have these new age verification tests that includes either uploading their id which what 13 year old has an id with their birthday on it Mm or um uh record a video selfie and my favorite ask mutual friends to verify their age.
1: That's so dumb.
0: (laughs) So I think this is the place where it comes in, in the article. We'll put the link in the show notes. That's like, this is just something just to say we did something type of thing, because of course, you know, but the, the thing that I think um, the most people are concerned about is this, using this face mapping Mm -hmm. to verify an age, Um, And it's on the video. um, It's called Video Selfie. You upload a video selfie to verify your age. And then the screener kind of guide you through what you need to do after you take the video. They share the image with this company called Yoti. Never heard of them before. Yoti uh, technology estimates your age based on your facial features. and shares that estimate with Instagram slash Meta. And then, once that part is complete and they do the estimation of your age, meta andti, then delete the image.
1: Why go through all why go through all of that? When they can just do the first thing, have them upload their driver's license with their verification. Of course, people can fake IDs, mm-hmm. they can um photoshop it, but all of the work is on the user's side to verify who they are, why, if if this is the case, like, again, this is clearly to me, I agree with you. And they're just trying to say they are doing something when they're not really doing anything. Mm -mm. Um, What the, all the work should be on me to prove my age. It shouldn't be all of the work of the technology company to go through all these hoops, which again, my data, my face data is being given to a third party outside of the service that I signed up with. If they get a breach or if they backdoor the data to another company, that's just another, uh, another hoop to jump through as far as data security. And it don't take all that. Like I said, why can't you just upload your driver's license or your state ID, which you got to be, I think, at least 14 or 15 to get a state ID, not a driver's license, right, just a state-issued ID. ID. If you have one, then already you're of age to use yeah. Instagram. And I'm pretty sure... The process that Instagram would take to verify that the ID is legit is probably a whole lot easier than trying to use facial recognition technology to estimate how old you are just based on your face.
0: (laughs) Right. And the thing is, the it's like maybe what, 13 and 14, where you may have the issue of not having an ID. But the percentage of the population that would be trying to get an Instagram account that are 13 and 14 it's it's not that it's not that large of a population, I presume, but the other thing is further down the article it says that yoti claims that ninety eight point nine one that's a random number percent is accurate in identifying six to eleven year olds as under thirteen, but what about the twelve and the thirteen year olds mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the biggest thing is the thirteen to fourteen year old data is only cited for correctly identifying them as under 23. But that doesn't do really anything because Mm -hmm. the key is 13 and older. So it Mm -hmm. sounds like the company that they got to do this age verification isn't even a really solid tool of a verification anyway.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. It's just like you said, they're, they're trying to do, they're trying to more than anything. So before I say that, I'm pretty sure a lot of 10, 11, 12 year olds are Try trying to, to yeah. and are using Instagram and Instagram probably doesn't want them to leave or more importantly, doesn't want to exclude them. But they what they also in a couple want
0: of years, they'll be ready.
1: Well, because they're, and, and you're trying to get them young, you're trying to get them hooked earlier. Uh, so, you know, they'll be already indoctrinated by the time their parents say it's okay for them to use instagram or whatever the case and it could and it, not just for instagram it could be snap it could be TikTok, it could be twitter it could be whatever these young kids are Meta using Meta owns a bunch
0: of social media sites so it could
1: right go could across be a bunch of
0: different things and it could be anybody yeah
1: right but i think what in, in my uh, assumption what facebook is trying to do is like look we want the kids young but we want to make everybody feel good about us getting them so young. right? (laughs) So let's do this thing to make it seem like we're jumping through all these hoops to verify. Let's make it seem
0: complicated that we're just really doing some real technology, you know, that type of Mm -hmm. thing. And it's like, no, you're just sitting at your desk playing solitaire all day. You're not really that busy.
1: (laughs) Right. Or they could be, um, they could be, you know, Facebook is getting into the metaverse and all these things and facial mapping and facial recognition is the thing. Whether we want our data shared or not, that's what's coming down the pike. So this is just another way for them to train their software using your face, using your kid's face to train the software, you know, uh, for whatever uses they decide to use it for later.
0: And what I find interesting is while this is rolling out, Microsoft is sunsetting, retiring a bunch of their AI powered facial recognition tools because they recognize the issues that come along with that. So you have the dichotomy of, you know, these two huge technology conglomerates. One is ramping up the facial rec tech while another is retiring, sunsetting um, the same type of tech. So it's just, it poses, you know, the, like I said, the dichotomy of of where we are in technology and what companies are deciding to do with the data that they capture from their consumers. Mm-hmm. So very interesting.
1: Speaking of doing too much.
0: <laughs> right. Next up, um, Meta, Adobe, and Microsoft, some of the big names, have decided to create and join this man meta- this Metaverse standards body. But guess who has not signed on to this? Apple. <laughs> They're like, no. And the question is, were they even invited? Um uh, right. I think Meta says it's open to all organizations. But um again, just doing a little backtracking, um, metaverse standards. Um, uh, this is basically a group that is recognizing what Has already happened with the limited metaverse that we have. And I'm assuming the anticipation of where this is going to explode to. They've decided to come together, all of these huge, powerful tech companies, to form this standards organization to come up with the basis of how the metaverse should operate across the board in some standardized um, fashion. So, about 35 companies. Um have uh, joined in to this um forum, uh, including uh, I mentioned Adobe, Epic Games, Meta, Microsoft, Nvidia, and Qualcomm have all signed on this and are in the early stages of deciding what are the common standards for this industry and this new technology of building a metaverse and working inside of. The metaverse. I find it interesting that Apple is creating what I believe is their own um, metaverse technology that will be used with their Apple glasses, that they decided to not participate in this new uh, standards forum.
1: So I took it as uh, just a history of Apple. They may not buy into it yet. Even though they're do it's we talked about it earlier, they're in the works to build AR, VR glasses that would be a interface in order to access a digital universe. In this case, metaverse. Um, but the the actual place, Apple. Even though the the technology used to access the place, Apple's all in. But the actual place, uh, they one may not buy into that. As a whole, yet one hundred percent, and two, they damn sure don't believe in Facebook's MetaVerse.
0: And <laughs> Epic Games are both in this. They're two no, biggest no, nemesis.
1: No, <laughs> they don't want no no parts of whatever y'all trying to do over there. Your little your little Metaverse yeah. to get stuff on. Your somewhere. little
0: standards, your little policies right, and right. procedures. When we've all seen how both Epic and Meta, and in some instances Microsoft have handled that type of data. Mm. My thought process is they are going to have their own uh, standards that they are going to implement. And I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but I think it'll probably be a bit more stringent than likely anything that these group of companies come up with. Because again, of the day data is key and especially in Facebook's space the more data they have and can sell and can reuse and repurpose, that's mm. what they're going to do.
1: I just think it's a pissing contest because Metaverse Standards, the reason why Facebook changed its name. Well, let me not say change its name. The reason why the company Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook, of Facebook. Instagram, WhatsApp, WhatsApp list, yeah. is because they're trying to capitalize on right like band-aids like pampers you know all those are companies like google it right when there are other
0: search engines (laughs) when there's
1: other search engines when there's other pampers when there's other uh bandages but we don't say bandages we say band-aids right so universal the metaverse standards forum facebook wants to create this forum because they name it after them naming after themselves because they know that's going to bring people in and they're going to say metaverse meta facebook versus saying uh, epic games and microsoft and nvidia and Qualcomm, our virtual and Apple. World, right or just our it virtual, virtual world right right they're going to think of facebook and that's what facebook wants so they came up with this metaverse standards forum and apple's like nah we see what you we see the game we nah see you we straight you know. Yeah. right
0: and likely in in once the way we talk about this in all likelihood apple is not going to call their virtual world metaverse it's going to be called something absolutely
1: else absolutely not absolutely not yeah. anybody it's else that comes be something up, yeah anybody else that comes up behind facebook they're going to call it something else if if a nintendo decides to come up with a uh rea- virtual, virtual world. reality world it's going to be called mario world or something (laughs) right right everybody everybody and i mean hats off to facebook for trying you know other companies are going to get in on it early right right but other companies are going to do it too so for them to try to uh get ahead of the game that's what that's how the game is played but don't don't have don't think (laughs) that this is going to be the only one and anybody else that comes along beside you is trying to you know uh, uh, do something different because they, you know, walled gardens and ecosystem. It's just like, nah, we, we know what time it is.
0: <laughs> right. And, and Apple has already given us the peek into that matter is a standardization forum, so to speak, but it's a home automation.
1: Arena, right. Yeah. Right.
0: They've bought into that. They're on board with mm-hmm. that with some of the same people that are in this, uh, metaverse forum. So mm. it's not like they are opposed to home um to to standard standardization technology. Right. right. They just not signing up for no metaverse.
1: Not <laughs> Facebook's metaverse. <laughs> right. Not right. Here with no, that. <laughs> no,
0: no. So so yeah. They're like, no, we're good. We're gonna have our own thing. We're going to have our own thing. So that wraps up Second String. We're going to head on over to For the Culture, where we talk about anything that's culturally relevant to us, that we care about, that we find interesting, or, you know, this what we want to talk about. And this week, along with the kind of running theme of, of this show this week, has doing been- doing too much. <laughs> yeah, doing too much uh, in the AI, VR, machine learning space, um, Amazon has shown off a new Alexa feature that allows you to have your Alexa mimic the voice of your dead relative so, so my question is, has tech gone too far with AI with this latest instantiation of of AI?
1: I guess it depends on who you ask again, my thought is this is weird and creepy but I have not lost somebody super close to me. Same. I'm talking. I'm not. I'm talking parents. I'm talking brothers and sisters. You know, uh, grandparents. Things. I I mean, I've uh, lost grandparents, but they're grandparents, right? Yeah. Um, I wasn't close enough to them. To suffer to suffer enough pain and um, uh, sadness I- and sadness yeah. to then try to figure out how to keep them right. Uh, it could be just me, even if they were close. I don't know, it, but if somebody if somebody close to me were to pass, um, I would mourn the loss. But you. You move on, well, I move on, right I And you
0: a- have other mementos. you have memories, you have pictures, you have voicemails, you have videos, you have ways to be able to um, memorialize that person. Right.
1: I don't think um, I would want to use technology to bring back my parents or my loved ones. In a, in a way to where I still feel like they're there. Um, again, that's just me. And I'm not saying it's wrong if you do. Um, but I don't with. I don't think Amazon would be the company <laughs> that would be that, that I would like, trust with us. those are the ones mm-hmm. that I want to bring back my, you know, dead ones, you know. And, and- my
0: thing is all they need is a single minute clip of that person's voice to be able to train their alexa to use all of the words in that voice that to me is the really scary part is you need such a small sample of that person's voice to be able to mimic it for all words that is the really uh frightening thing to me and my thing is. Of course, as we see, we just talked about the AirTags. we talked about a story where people actually use the AirTags for what the AirTags are used for. But you had all these other stories prior to this one where people are using AirTags for things they weren't supposed to be used for. And I could just see where where people could take this Mm. and what they could do with this on the negative side of things
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and it just is it's super scary. And, you know, um, a Google engineer just was it last week or there was it last week? Yeah, it was last week who has gotten in trouble and has been put on paid leave right,
1: right, because
0: right. he published that the chat box, mm-hmm. um, that Google has, um, What's thinks it has the, a soul and saying that right. it's sentient. So my thing is you're taking if you take this conversation, this whole separate thing of the AI chatbot thinking that it has, quote unquote, a soul and then mesh that with actual voice from people and having it. And I think in the example in the story is if a child wants their grandparent to that has passed to read them a bedtime story, you can have that voice my thing is it can be comforting and i can definitely see that and it's a way to remember but what are the larger implications on mental health that this could pop- possibly have does this distort i guess
1: it could it could um but it's been done before um you know the the one um the one example i can think of is the newer star wars movies when the character that played princess leia she passed before the movie was complete and they used deep fake technology and facial recognition to um complete her uh scenes or wh- same whatever with they, fast and the the
0: furious you remember when uh what's the guy paul walker yes when uh-huh. he died they used uh-huh. He had filmed some of the scenes we hadn't filmed all of them, so they mm-hmm. used like they used his brother's body, but they put mm-hmm. his face on his brother's body.
1: um so it all depends. you know, I was I was at the beginning of the story, I was like, yeah, this is super weird, but at the same time, and I'm not th- I'm not trying to say as long as' for as as long as it's for entertainment purposes only, I'm okay with it. um this story uses the uh another example about anthony bourdain Mm -hmm. who you know the loved journalist died in 2018 yeah Yeah, they used him to clone his voice in order to read quotes from emails that he sent you know and people were back and forth so it all i guess it it all kind of depends on who you are personally on whether you want this i think the pause that it brings me is Will it be commercialized? And if it's going to be commercialized, people are going to figure out every which way to capitalize off of it. And then when you kind of figure out every other which way to capitalize on it, people are going to use it for, like you mentioned, like you were getting to, they're going to use it for every and anything where it kind of lessens or cheapens the, the, um, the, the lived person's you,
0: experience.
1: The reason why you did it in the first place, right? Right. So,
0: and it's um, a very, it's very icky to me, Um, but it's a very slippery slope because once you put that technology out there, it's no putting it back in the vault. Once it's right. out there, it's it's out there, and people can use it however they choose, whether we agree with it or not. It's out there, and they can do with it as they please, and. You're just stuck at that point. You're just stuck with what it is and the way people choose to use it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, regulations are not where they're supposed to be. And, you know, uh, uh, policy is always a step behind technology, yada, yada, so on and so forth. Right. Right. Um, Again, just going back to the personal thing, you know, I would want to um, memorialize, mourn, memorialize, and then move on. Um, But I'm not everybody, you know, Um, there are people who want, who want that extra time and want to share that extra time with their family, with their kids, like, like they mentioned in the story. So, I mean, you know, if you like it, I love it. You know, it just gives me pause about who is doing it and where that can go.
0: (laughs) Because capitalism runs everything and people are going right. to find ways to cap off capitalize off of this whether it be financially, whether it be emotionally like mm. emotionally manipulated. I mean it's just all the all of all the great things that this could do there's exponentially greater <laughs> bad things that can be done with this and it's unfortunate that we live in a society where we can't take the good in something and and use it for that.
1: Because we know what time it is.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Unfortunately. That wraps up for the culture. We're going to head on over to the hook up. What do we got this
1: week? So um, like I was uh, telling our folks in our live show where we give uh, exclusive content. And if you want to be a supporter of our Patreon, you can get access to that exclusive content. But one of the things we discussed uh, my daughter turned 12 uh, this week. And as customary in our family, with anybody that turns those tween years, you are almost guaranteed to move into the smartphone. We have deemed you worthy of a smartphone device. Um, but also, that doesn't mean you're going to get the brand spanking new joint. <laughs> you're going to get something used, you're going to get something refurbished, you're going to get something secondhand. And where I go to get all of my refurbished uh, Apple or technology products in general is my tip for the week. If you go to a back market and we'll make sure we put a link in the show notes. But this is where I go when I get all of my used secondhand or uh, products for family to where I ain't trying to pay all that much for a new one. In this example, my kids, I'm not spending. Six, seven, eight hundred dollars. For them to lose it for it to crack or for them to just rough it up. Because um, they I've, are still children. Because they're still children. As responsible as I know my kids are, if something were to happen, I personally would be upset if I paid $900 yeah. versus $250. Now, yeah. of course, um, I'm okay with getting going a couple generations back in this particular, uh, in my particular instance, uh, my daughter, she got an iPhone 10 R. It's not an 11. It's not a 12. It's not a 13, but it's, it's current enough to where to get iOS 16. It'll get all the new features. And I'm okay with that. Um, even though she doesn't have a brand new phone. So, uh, with that, I can get a discount if I go like to back market. And the reason why I support them is because they always give me quality. You can choose between fair where to be a couple scratches, a couple scuffs, It'll be good to it be a little bit better. And then I think they've got excellent. So I pick excellent. So therefore it's going to be minimal scratches, minimal scuffs. The battery will be newer. You'll have all those things, but you still get save a couple bucks. So that's my tip for the week. If you are looking for inexpensive, but good quality refurbished, resold secondhand products, specifically Apple, because they've got Macs, iPads, iPhones, AirPods, all that good stuff, I would definitely suggest you go to backmarket.com. And like I mentioned, we'll put a link in the show notes to where you can get directly to that.
0: Nice. So that is going to wrap up our show for this week. But before we head out, I would be remiss if I did not mention that today, June 23rd, 2022, is International Women in Engineering Day. As okay. I am a woman in engineering, and I know plenty of amazing other women in engineering we definitely want to shout ourselves out um international women in engineering day is of course a day that celebrates all the amazing work all over the world that women engineers do so shout out to us
1: all right all right brother tech
0: brother tech where are you in the news this week if you're anywhere
1: nope i am not anywhere you can find me on all things social. If you go to at brother tech, uh, you can find me all things there. And I just wanna say, make sure I say happy birthday to Livy, AKA Pooter G. Happy birthday to you.
0: Awesome. Uh, I too am nowhere this week, but you can find me at Tech Savvy Diva on all of the social media outlets. And I too have a birthday shout out on today. My aunt Lydia is, her birthday is today, so shout out to her as well. All right, for us to, um, to connect with us, um, to comment on our show, um, share your thoughts and also support the show you can head on over to snubblewestcast.com to get all the details on where to find us where to find the show and how to get linked in with us with that being said that is going to wrap up our show for this week we will talk to you next week peace bye everybody